Today we'll finish up this series called God Has the Best Vision. Would you say some things with me? I have you helping me again today. I'm still winded, to be honest with you, from that wedding and uh, been having a bug. I got a bug, so I won't be kissing you. Okay. I know it's disappointing. I know. But anyway... But no, but I've just been trying. I love to love on you. I love to hug and have your face next to my face because it gives me energy, encourages my heart. But we better not today. But, but I'm a little bit under the weather. We'll see what we can do. Vision. Say it with me. Vision is seeing what God sees. But vision is not being a kook. I saw this. I saw that. And we want to tell people. You know, I, God was with me last night and he did this. And we go to bragging. And a lot of the church is doing that today. That's not what I'm talking about. Got it? Yes or no? I ain't talking about kooky stuff. There's plenty in the Word of God. And with common sense, with the Word of God, that you can see a whole lot better than you see. So I want to see as God sees it. We've been laying the foundation for several weeks now on what I mean. See, God sees things you and I don't. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. He's holy, holy, holy. We ain't, ain't, ain't. And see, stuff doesn't bother him. Matter of fact, the Bible says, the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. That's good for you to know. When your sky is falling, his ain't. And so, having God's vision... According to the Word of God, and what I'm feeling and thinking is, is seeing as God sees. Because all I can see is the crap sometimes. And that's not bad. Some, we need to see it. You can't work your way through it. Because uh, even church folks are, have you wished it away? No, it's called work. Sometimes it's called forgiveness. A lot of times it's called repentance. And getting right with God. But it takes work, not wishing it away, but God has something for us. His way is different than my way. His plan is to use me. But what if this happens? He can still use you. What if you ran your life off the rails? Am I no good anymore? You return to the Lord. And you'll have a story of repentance and restoration. And God can use every one of us. Here's what God says in his word. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That's one of my favorite verses. How how many like that verse? Pretty good. Sometimes I'll say that, and those are verses that you need to remember, memorize, write them down, stick them on the fridge, put it on your phone screen as a screensaver, so every time you turn your phone on, there it is. You do that with a lot of scriptures. You don't have to stay dumb your whole life. I'm from Rockingham. I didn't know anything about the Bible, did I, Terry? Boy, he said that quick. We didn't. The point is, if I can do it, if I can memorize Scripture, and I did it the old-fashioned way on three-by-five cards, and I'd stick them in my glove compartment box, I'd stick them in my pocket, and I just started having Scripture. 
And the scripture in me got some of the hellraiser out of me. Not all of it. Still a work in progress. But I'm just saying, these are incredible scriptures. Here's another one. Here's another one. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. I love both of these verses because they both says the Lord. Amen. That ain't my opinion. That's what he said. I know my thoughts toward you, says the Lord. What kind of thoughts you got towards me? Thoughts of what? Peace. And not of what? Evil. To give you an expected end or to give you hope. That word, expected in, is a confident expectation, or the word is hope. That's what God has for my life. So we want to see this hope. Lord, I want to know your thoughts. Because life can be hard and messy and hurt and tough and challenging. Would you help me, Lord? Here's another one, another one of my favorites. I could just do this, sit with people and have favorite verses. The thief. Satan, the adversary, the devil, the liar, the wicked one. He comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But who was saying this? Jesus himself. He said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So those three scriptures, passages, I sound like I'm a different voice. That's crazy. I hear myself echoing. But anyway, let's go back to the message. Uh, Those three scriptures tell us there's another way to see things. That's what those three scriptures said. Because our mind, in the natural man, we see, I'm bad, I'm no good, I can't make it, I'm alone, I was left, I've abandoned, I'm hurt, I'm dead in the water, I ain't got a dog's chance. But those verses tell me, wait a minute. Yeah, that's true. A lot of the stuff is true. But there's another way. There's another way. There's a way out. There's a way up. That's what I want to see. The Bible says the natural man, we've already used this scripture in the series, the natural man, that means a man without Christ or a woman without Christ, a person who... They can be brilliant. They can be financially smartest people on the planet. They can have education. But without Christ, you can only see what you can see. The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. And that's the problem with so much of the church. We rely on ourselves. We're self-reliant. People like me are the worst. We grew up with maybe a a personality. And maybe we were good at sports. And smart in school. I know that's hard to believe. I was all those things. And good looking. What? That's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for pride. It's a recipe for just staying in the natural your whole life. Because you've always been able to make decisions and get yourself out of a jam. That's not God's plan. God's plan is for us to be able to have Him in our life. We're made in His image and His likeness. He came to rescue us. He came to give us a a beautiful life here, and so we can be a light and a testimony to the world. 
And so this verse speaks of that. The natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're what? They're foolishness unto him. So instead of in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the foolish man says this. There was nothing, and nothing blew up and became something. And then that something became you. How stupid. And they, and they teach that in our schools as being smart. And we're the idiots because we believe the Bible. No, we're not the idiots. We're the ones who believe God's Word and we can receive truth from the Spirit of Almighty God. And now we're finding out, and they still reject it. We're finding out that we each have individual fingerprints. We each have individual retina in our eye. We each have our own individual DNA. There's no two of us alike. But we just blew up and it all happened that way. You can live your life like that too. You can live your life with stuff happening and crap happening in your life, and you can keep doing it by yourself. And see if you don't run headlong into the ditch. There has to be a better way. And it's called vision. Y'all hear me or not? Have I lost you? Faith is the substance of things what? That word hope means a confident expectation. That's the same word that was over in Jeremiah. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the what? Evidence of things not seen. You mean, is it possible in my life to see things differently? Is it possible in my life to see the murder of my own mother as a positive How can you say that, Gary? Well, I can't change what happened. So I could drink myself to death, shoot myself, be bitter the rest of my life. Or I could try to see where Mama is now. And according to the Word of God, she's with the Lord. And then I can see that in the Word of God it says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And I can remember her. And I can hear her voice still. You can make it. I love you. You belong to me. I'm proud of you. Smile when you sing. Look at the people when you preach. What I'm trying to say is, bad things happen. But we know all things work together for good to them who love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. Is this too deep in the weeds with you today? There's got to be a way, man. Faith, faith, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Would you say that with me? Faith is the confident expectation that what we hope for will actually happen. Say that one more time. Faith is the confident expectation that what we hope for 
will actually happen. Now, the problem is the church has turned that into like, you know, magic. If I just name it, claim it, I'll get it by Friday. And if you don't do it and you don't get it, then you must have not been right with God. They left this part out. You're an idiot. That's not biblical. That we're, it, back it up, please. It's the confident expectation that what we hope for, but that hope is our expectation is in Him. That hope is that our expectation is in His Word. Our expectation is in His character. In who He is. And we just can't make stuff up. And life isn't as simple as a prayer, and I'm out. It just doesn't make sense, guys. The, the Christian life, he wants to be involved in your life, and sometimes we get it too quick, and we lose the real meaning and what God really is planning for our life. And we can stare our way out. So anyway, we don't want to get kooky here. The confident expectation, sit with me, gives us what? Assurance about things we cannot see. How many have ever been in a situation you could see no way out? Can I see your hand? There's just no way out. How many thought it was over? I mean, really, life is like over for me. It sucks. Anybody? Gosh, I've got such easy living people out here. How many of you had a tragedy in your life? And not only do you still struggle, but you struggled so bad, you didn't know how you're going to go another day. Any hands on that one? I don't even know how I'm going to get up in the morning. Man! Well, God wants to help us. Can we say my mama's favorite verse? And we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So, with all that said, let's say it this way. Real, out loud with me. Real faith is knowing that God causes Everything to work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose for them. Can cancer be good? Sure he can. Cancer is good if you were lost and it helped you come to Christ. Had a lady in my office this week. You may be here. Whole family came to see me. Mama, a grandparents. Grandchildren and the parents of the kids came to see me. And she got a terrible disease. She had to have a major surgery they hardly ever do. But it, it caused her to hit her knees. It caused her to, to really come to Christ. And through her coming to the Lord and through this whole situation, her 14-year-old son was going to lose his mama. And so he started getting on his phone and trying to find an app. And how can I find somebody I can pray to? And is there a God out there? And dad, who had not been in church or been faithful to the Lord, perhaps, many times, he came closer to the Lord. Well, in my office this week, I talked about her. Do you know Christ? She felt like she did. The father had been away, but he felt like he had a commitment to Christ now. The young son wasn't sure. Fourteen-year-old in my office. 
And he'd been searching. I said, well, you found him. His name is Jesus. And I can help you find him. He's right here with us. And, and the young man, it was no fight in the preacher. No, he just opened his, up, his heart up to Jesus. He said just like we do, but I had him say it out loud in my office with me. And his parents even said it with him. And all three of them put their faith in Christ solid. Why? Why? Well, you thank the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. Come on. Why? Well, God can take the bad and he can bring good out of it. Yes or no? It happened this week. And not only that, they wanted to be baptized. Do you know how cold it was Wednesday? Like 42 degrees that morning or something? So I gave them an option. My pool, which won't that warm, but it was warmer than that ocean. And then the grandparents had a pool that was heated. And then I said, there's a third option. The ocean. The gulf. And of course the 14-year-old wanted the gulf. And so we went there on Wednesday and baptized all three of them in the name of Jesus. And all came about because of pain. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's how life works. It was great. Was I cold? Yes. But I tell you what I did. I went down there in the waves, and I was not going to get wet in the midsection. I just couldn't do it, man. I love the Lord, but I just couldn't do it, Lord. So I had water right about up to here. And I had the dad over here, the son right here, and I grabbed him by the shirt like this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptized with Christ, and I just dropped him. <laughs> and he popped right up. <laughs> and then we had the daddy. Ditto. Did the same way. But we were nicer to the mother. Amen. So anyway, I know that's a side story, but it's a true story. It's a life-changing story. How many would say with me, and I, don't, I would appreciate it if you would be honest. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I, I've, I'm struggling with a disease or I have struggled with a disease. And that disease, it did bring me closer to Christ. It calls it. Can I see some hands in the room just to respond to some people today? We believe all disease has to be removed. And some of you are going to argue with me. You ain't going to argue with me because you know where I stand on it. You're all going to die, okay? Do you know Christ? He's a great God and worthy of my praise even if I have a disease. He does heal. He doesn't heal everybody. And most healing that takes place, He uses doctors. What's wrong with saying that? Don't be crazy. Disease can bring me closer to the Lord. All things can work together for good. Hey, Larry, I love you. You know I love you, right? Would you say that your disease has brought you closer to the Lord? Has it given you opportunity to speak for Christ? Able to lead his head doctor to salvation. How are you going to get to the head doctor? But he can help you. 
And I, you're one of my favorite people, by the way, you and your wife. And I bet you there's a whole lot of people that say the same thing that know you. Thank you. Thank you for suffering. But you're not giving up? No! We'll go when he tells us to go. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not getting to the message, but we're doing pretty good with it. Even though I can't see it, I still believe that God is working. Say that out loud. Even though I can't see it, I still believe that God is working. I can't see it, but I believe He's working. Now, it might not work out the way I think, but that's okay. I just don't want to be left thinking, it ain't going to work out. I don't have any hope. That's not the way to see. The way to see is the way God sees. Roger, you've gone techno on me, buddy. Look at that. Look at that. Double vision. You mean double vision can be good? I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got double vision and you go to an eye doctor, it's bad. I had double vision a few weeks ago. Double. So I went to the doctor and scared me to death. Later he told me, he said, in a year from now, you're not even going to remember it. I like that. At least I was going to lose my mind or something. I don't know what he was saying. But anyway, the point is, is that double vision is usually not good. There's several reasons for it, but it's normally not good. I want to tell you right now, this is good. This kind of double vision is good. It's seeing with eyes of what? See, the natural man, you can see with the one eye. Yeah. But God wants you to see with not only the natural eye, but the spiritual eye. And we can see a situation. This is the way it is. But it's amazing with what God's word and with faith, we can see it's going to be this way, though, too. No hope. Hope. Got it? I don't know the timing, how it all works out, but it does happen. Seeing with eyes of faith. Let's go, Raji. I'm really slow. I not only can see with eyes that are physical, but I can also see with eyes that are what? But I hate to tell you, there's some people that only see with eyes that are spiritual. Spiritual, 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 spiritual. And they have no relatability with the real world. It's like they walk on clouds. I'm a cloud walker. Guys, you're supposed to be able to see with both. Physical and spiritual. We live in a world where lost people are. It sure would be nice if you could speak their language and understand where they're at and where they're coming from and not just jump over here to spiritual, 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 spiritual. This is all part of God's time and how he works. Without faith, say it with me. It's what? It's impossible to please him. You'll never be the Christian God has called you to be. If you only see with a natural eye. But he doesn't say throw your natural eye in the, in, the, in, the, in the trash can. So much of life is natural. But we can see spiritually. And that's what God wants us to do by faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Say it with me. For he that comes to God must what? Must believe that he's what? He is. And that he's a what? He's a rewarder 
of those that diligently seek Him. The problem with vision and double vision is we, all, we tell God what the reward is. See, I, 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 you know, I gotta get my healing. I want this fixed. I want this amount of money. I'm not saying you can't give God suggestions. But I think ultimately, it's like Joel said. Father in heaven, your will be done. The biggest problem is lead me not into temptation because I'm a lunatic. Deliver me from evil. Amen. But I'm not going to go about telling you how to make the end game of my life be. Does that make any sense? So double vision. Double vision. When you can see your situation and also see God working in your situation. Would you say that out loud? What's double vision? It's when you can see your situation and you can see God working in your situation. Now here's the problem. You've got to be careful. Because you can see your situation and you can see your situation how you want it. And that might not be the way God wants it. You hear me or not? I'm frustrating some of you, ain't I? Well, grow up. This is the truth of God. Say it again, Raj. Back it up so we can just nail it. Double vision is when you can see your situation. But you can also, by faith, and His Word, His Word, have His Word in you. Have His Word in you. And you can see Him working in your situation. Even when you're hurting. Even when you're crying. When I was hurt years ago, my prayer was like this. Lord, I don't want to go through this crap. Come out the same. But it was all crap. But something inside of me was saying, I don't want to come through this and be the same man. I want to be different. I want to be changed. I want to be better. God, help me. Please, would you help me? I didn't know he would use me to speak freely with people who are struggling with marriage and had been hurt real bad and abandoned. The Lord has used me. Bad things happen to me. I wouldn't change it. Because I've seen the Lord work through me and walk with me and talk with me in the garden. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful. A couple of quick ones. We'll, we'll do it real quick. I'm late. Noah saw double. I, know, I can't give you all the stories of everybody in the book of Hebrews, but I just want to throw a few up. Noah saw double. How can, how can a flood be good? Going to kill everybody. Everybody going to drown. Be it by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not yet seen. He moved with what? Fear. Obedience, reverence, belief in God. He prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the which he condemned the world, he became an heir of, the right, of righteousness, which is by faith. Boy, you, you ain't never had as bad a day as Noah had. Rough man. Can you imagine the fear? A flood, a flood, a flood. You just like, my word, paralyzed. What happens when you are just paralyzed in life? 
You're just stopping. You can't even move, man. Can I ever walk again? Can I ever move again? The flood. But he was delivered. He was delivered. Paralyzed. The flood, but he was delivered. That's what Noah teaches us. Go ahead, buddy. Let's do another one. Did y'all hear that one or not? Let's do another one. Abraham. He's in the book of Hebrews mentioned in this chapter. And I just picked a few of them. Abraham saw double. Abraham's a rich man, wealthy man. Had cat by the tail. Life is going great. God told him to move to another land. He ain't never been before. Don't know where he's going. And he ain't going, he's going to be, have nothing or whatever. I don't know. It's bad. Don't sound good to me. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. He saw double. Say that last part with me. He went out not knowing where he was going. Women, ladies, can I ask you a question? Does that, does that bother y'all sometimes when your husband comes up with a plan or something like that? And you can't see the plan, and he goes ahead and moves on with the plan. How many have ever had that problem in a marriage? Can I see some hands? Well, that was most of the women. Women like security. Don't mess with my house. If we move in, we need to make sure we got another place that we go move to. Schools, all that matters, right? Husband like, we moving. That right there can cause problems. By faith, he sojourned in a land of promise. That's a nice way to put it. In a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city, there's that vision, which hath foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Abraham, how did you do on your journey? You were called to go out. What did that make you feel like? It made me feel displaced. When you were displaced, probably a lot of marriages have ended because of this. Not good. You can feel like you're, you don't belong. I'm, I'm, I'm a fish out of water. How many felt like that when you moved to Florida? Can I see some hands? Be honest. I moved to Florida. Oh, it's the sunshine and all that, but it ain't your mom, it ain't your dad, it ain't your children. It ain't your grandchildren, it ain't the church you went to. Now you would crazy me. You can feel displaced. Abraham, he could look at his past, and that's what we can do. With vision and the natural, we can just look at where we were, what I had, I'm left behind. You're not mad at me, are you, buddy? Hey, hey. Amen. Hey, Dan, Dan, you're not mad at me, are you? What do you say? Too much coffee. Don't you love a church with real people? Come on. Let's finish the message. Guys, with vision, you can only have physical vision and look at what you've left behind, but you can also have future vision and see what lies ahead. That's what I'm talking about with vision. Have I lost you today? We are told that these are examples for us to follow. Noah. Abraham, and by the way, every one of them were sinners. You can find sin in every one of their lives. 
It's not about you being perfect. We want to live for the Lord. We want to do the right thing. But it's not realistic that you're just going to skate on home without issues. Sarah, talk about crazy. She saw double. What was she, 75 years old, going to have a kid? And what did she do? She what? Laughed. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. Let you think about that. And was delivered of a child when she was past age. That means old as the hills. Because she judged him what? Faithful who had what? So Sarah, what can you teach us? Well, I felt inadequate. I couldn't have a child. That was my life. That's the way I see my life. And I lived in a culture where because I couldn't have a child, I was nobody. I had the curse of God on me. I was no good. Sarah, can you help us today? Because many of us feel inadequate, like we don't measure up. And maybe we do have struggles and natural struggles. And it's reality that these struggles are there. Can I still see Gary somehow out of, the, out, of, out of this mess? Well, her barrenness caused her to feel that way. How did she get her adequacy? How did she feel more than enough? How could she make it through it? God's what? Are you understanding double vision better? Let's look at another one. Moses. He saw double. Big story of Moses' life, but we'll just hit a little bit of it. By what Hebrews says, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, when he was a grown man, he became his own man. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter anymore. He realized he was not their seed. But he was the people who were being persecuted, the slaves. Those were his people. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt that he had. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. So by faith, he what? He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Say it with me. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Every one of these that are mentioned in Hebrews, at least most of them, has a lot to do with how they saw. Y'all hear me or not? Quit saying somebody else has it better than you. That's a whiner. That's all a whiner does. Ah, they just got it easy. You have no idea how much pain is in this room. You want to get better? Do it this way. This is God's way. Good stuff. So Moses was conflicted for sure, wasn't he? You ever been conflicted which way to go, what to do, which way to turn, what am I going to do? And just in the physical, you can just see one way and only one way. But with the spiritual eyes, you can see different. The people of Egypt, I can enjoy them and stay in sin and treasures. That's what I can have my whole life. Or I can have the people of God. And I'll suffer. But I'll have greater riches. I'm going to do it by faith. You see the difference? Yes or no? I'm liking the message. Rahab the harlot, in case we didn't get dirty enough for you. You mean even Rahab the prostitute. God would save. 
Let's do a quick. Can we do another quick? I love these little sin question things I got going on. I'm not going to ask you how many are prostitutes, okay? That's okay. I'm going to do it this way. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I've been a dirty man or a dirty woman. My hand's up. That's not all of us, but that's, that's some of us. Don't you, aren't you glad some of us made it too? Not everybody's Moses, are they? Oh, but he was a murderer, right? I'm finding God, God can take whoever we are and he can, he can use us. If we just don't do it our way, but we also see it his way. Well, Rahab was a harlot. The, this is Jericho and the battle's coming in. That city's going to be destroyed and she had a decision to make. And this harlot decided that she wasn't going to perish with everybody. Now God used her and she's even in the lineage of Christ. Did you just hear what I said? See, that's the thing you can't see. She saw just it was going to be curtains for her. But God had a bigger plan and did greater things. And that's what double vision can be. If we're not careful, we can just see it one way, and we don't see the big picture. By faith, the harlot Rahab didn't perish with them that didn't believe when she received the spies with peace. Okay? Rahab, what can you teach us, ma'am? Well, I put the word curtains up there. Because that's what it was. How many have ever been there in your life? You felt like it was absolutely curtains in your life. Can I see your hand? (laughs) I mean, it was rough. She was going to perish. That's what she saw with her eye. She sees the the troops gathering. It's it's over. They're all going to die. But with the other eye, she saw there's a chance we can be delivered. That's what double vision will do for you. Amen. Say this out loud. When life looks like it's curtains, look for the window. Amen? And what did she do? She hung a scarlet thread out the what? Window. Amen? So, do you get the gist of the message today? Double vision. Is whining going to get it done? Yes or no? Is being kooky. And I'm going to say it again. Guys, all pain is not bad. And it doesn't matter. You might not like me anymore because I said that. All disease isn't bad. It's not. So many times it's those kind of things that puts us in the refining fire, gets us closer to the Lord. I'm telling you now, my God can do anything. My God can use anything, and He can do anything. Amen? So double vision. Are we done, Raj? Seeing with eyes of faith. Let's thank the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Boom! We're done! That was long.